0: They're checking cherubim pots strewn strategically along the daily. Charter boys are tying padder in preparation for the fray. Tinnies are being towed to target on the Arnhem Highway. Over in Gove, they're rigging up teasers for the big boys. There's an air of anxious optimism at harbourside boat ramps as launch time moves. And in the front bar of the top-end pub, the report was a
1: 95.7. What kind of a measurement is that for a barra? Surely you round the half centimetres, not the nearest mill.
2: No, no, no. I, I'm backing you. I'm, I'm going to the mills. Every mill counts.
1: Yeah, but what about if it's in the 60s? Surely you don't then. No one's going to say, I caught a nice 63.7 this morning.
2: That's that's true. But I think my rule is when, and only when, it's between 95 and a metre, will I employ millimetres. Mm. Not that I need to do that very often. Or ever. Bugger off.
1: What?
0: Tim, Tim. More. hang on. Get your yeah. bumsy. In the boat
3: and get on with it.
1: Well, Good day, fishos, and welcome to the Tinny on the penultimate. Uh, tinny of the year, actually, as we head towards the end of, towards Christmas and the end of Anos 2020. How are you, Andy? I'm fantastic, Tim, and very exciting news, and congratulations, of course, to Beard uh, and Mrs. Beard, who have pumped out Baby Beard. It's hit the deck. Congratulations to uh, the Beard family, yet to be named. And, of
2: course... um the Baby Beard came out with a small beard Which is even better news <laughs>
1: yeah. And even better news being a little girl It's a real turn up for it is. science it But is. you know that's what Beard beard does amazing things So congratulations to uh, to Family Beard And c- uh, congratulations on Little Girl Baby Beard Who will be Baby Beard until otherwise advised And they find a name other than Beard Or just decide to stick with uh, with Beard It was a phone call last When was it? Last Friday at about 4.32am uh, with Beard halfway in between telling me he was out uh, for the tinny uh, this week and ongoing for the rest of 2020. And, and then he'd kind of jump off the phone and tell his missus to breathe. Yes. <laughs> then he'd come back and say, look, I've I got a bail, man. Uh, there's, I can see a beard. So as a result, what it really means now, Andy, for the last couple of weeks of the tinny is we float listless and, and lifeless and, and rudderless towards Christmas with, with no beard at the helm. We've noticed the void, haven't we? In fact,
2: I, th- I think... Well, I felt him missing the, the minute the phone call came through and then one of our computers died. I mean, it all went downhill, didn't it? Like, we, we, we couldn't announce that last week, of course, because, you know, things were still in motion. Though. Yeah. But anyway, it's, we do notice the void. We, we love your beard. you, Beard. You you're, you're the foundation of the tinny, and without you, it's merely Tim and I.
1: Well, without the CEO, without Beard, to steer the good ship Tinny, we'll do what any employees do. We take the foot well and truly off the pedal, Fishos. That's what you do, isn't it? Just like in any workplace. I mean, look at your kid's school, Andy. The classroom's already packed up and we've got two weeks to go. You look around your workplace, Fishos. No one's actually working. Yeah, that's right. That's all pretend. It's an act.
2: There's a lot of browser. A th- lot of browsing.
1: It's theatre. <laughs> go and look. When you walk past their computer, sure, the tab that's open might be email. But look at the 58 others where they're hunting Christmas presents. And holidays and getaways. Yeah,
2: my kid watched a movie at school yesterday. Yeah, because and the, the whole And the day cla- before. Because the whole classroom's, the
1: al- the whole classroom's <laughs> packed up already. Exactly. Let's go out for sport for a week. No one's working. So it's, what are we it's doing? All what, we're are we doing? what are we're we not What are we doing, not we're doing gonna, here? We're not gonna work. Why should we be the only ones? Why should, with Beard he's having a great time? He's up till four AM, covered in poo, having a ball. Why should, anyway, the point is, just a bit of expectation management. Uh, for this week on the tinny and for the next couple of weeks, expect the same of us just to manage your expectations. So classrooms are packed up and workplaces are packed up and elves on shelves are everywhere. What, are you, what is that all about?
2: I, I reckon it's more prominent this year, but we've done it um, in the household. Well, of course, the elf's done it in our household for the past few years. Yeah, look, it's just for me, it's probably just another annoyance. I know that sounds a bit
1: humbug, but... How is the little elf annoying to you?
2: I don't know. It's just messy. It's just no. It's it's not messy. I I, I can't put my finger on it. it and some- I don't actually manage it too. That's managed by by the other half. So
1: is it something out of place in the house that gets to you?
2: Maybe it's that few minutes in the morning when you're trying to keep a nice tight school routine. You know, do the lunch, get the uniform, do You've the Got to go head. hang out with the. With and, the and now we have got to go and find something, and we don't actually know where it is. I mean, that's for me. That's more an after-school activity.
1: Look, I'm not sure how you feel about your legacy being the Grinch at Christmas. <laughs> that's gonna. That's what your child's going to take now. Uh, Mickey Barrett, he's on uh, ABC Tales and the Tiny uh, Facebook with the winning Elf on a Shelf so far. Eric E. Elf hooked a metery last night so they've got a mounted one up on top of the shelf and there's the elf with a little piece of string straight to the gob it's it's genius beautiful beautiful uh mickey says for those studying the picture to scope out the location of where that metery is yes it's woods inlet (laughs) of course (laughs) the mounted one on top
2: of the cupboard of course it is
1: uh one other agenda item before we get into it i was over at your place for christmas drinks yes um trying to manage your frustration about the elf over the weekend i saw that prop you never told me about that. What happened with the problem? No,
2: I didn't tell you about that. Look, yeah, so this is ownership, isn't it? I guess
1: we've got to own it. Mate, you, you've not been practicing the very ethos you demand of the church. Well, I was too engaged helping my daughter find the elf on a shelf. You're wasting three minutes. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I would love to tell you that I was up a brand new creek exploring and chainsawing my way through uncharted territory in order to find a metering. <laughs> when I hit the side of a rock bar and took all three edges off a brand new, almost brand new prop, um, that's what I'd like to say. What I have to say is Dinah Beach boat ramp. It's just three words. Just hit a rock. Ru- no, ru- I actually hit the boat ramp. Run out tight. I didn't, didn't drive the boat. I didn't drive the trailer in far enough. Wait. Putting it back on. I actually hit the boat ramp. Boom! 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 boom. And that's it,
1: Andy. You you were forced to own it, then, man. That's just really embarrassing that we've had to do this ourselves.
2: (laughs) I saw the actual look of shock in your eyes when I told you it was actually the boat ramp. Anyway, that's the truth. You
1: should have. You know, you should have brought that. You volunteered
2: that. Uh, yeah. Uh, look, I was going to.
1: You thought you were going to get away with it? <laughs> yeah, good I on you. I was
2: too busy looking for the elf.
1: I'm going to
4: have to try and get the meter barra in one hand with the net, while I've still got the hand line going with the other ones. Lesson learned. Tales from the tin.
1: Andy, it's the thing that all fishers want to know: when's the rain coming? How long is it going to last? What sort of a wet season are we going to have? Right? But all we seem to do is, is make it up. Yeah. I mean, God bless that guy. He, he's good on the eye. He gets a lot of eyeballs on the screen, our weatherman in a bikini. But his forecasts are crap. And, you know, equally, I, I, I don't want to speak ill of the Ayatollah, but his, his little weather station at home that he fusses over lets him down fairly often. So I thought it was incumbent upon us uh, as we head towards the end of the year and into the, into the monsoon... Uh, to get the facts from someone who's actually got a degree in this stuff, so Chris Kent is the duty forecaster at the bureau, and I asked him uh, for the facts on whether there's any positives in the in the outlook.
5: Yeah, well, there is actually some uh, new- good news for the horizon. Um, we do, uh, while well, we're starting to see uh, an increasing rain signal right across the uh, the top end um, next week, actually, um, we're starting to see um, the tropical activity uh, off the north coast starting to increase. And, um, yeah, next week um, we're starting to see uh, a trough moving up through the territory, which looks like it's going to, Start delivering quite a bit of rainfall um, for probably pretty widespread parts of the uh, the top end.
1: So, Chris, if Warren De ends up coming on in a moment's time and telling us it there's no chance of rain over the next week or two, how should we respond?
5: well you can tell warren that um i think his uh, forecasts uh, might be a little off at this point in time we're starting to see yeah some uh, really good signals uh, next week um, we still have the um the and julian oscillation in the uh, favorable area around um the australian uh, region so uh, and There's even sort of suggestions or um, signals that it might even strengthen a little bit in um, Phase 5 next week too, which is even a better sign for um, increasing rainfall um, right across uh, northern Australia.
1: The tinny's always been right across the MJO and fascinated, particularly if we're moving into Phase 5 of a Madden-Julian oscillation. But for those less educated uh, than myself and Andy and, and of course, Warren DeWitt, why is the MJO (laughs) important, particularly cranking up to... Factor five.
5: Yeah, so the Madden-Julian Oscillation is a, a pulse of weather that travels around um, the equator, and uh, it's got a period of roughly sort of thirty to sixty days. Um, so um, each particular place along the equator, so northern Australia, we can expect that to see it come around sort of yeah every sort of thirty to sixty days, and um, it's a pulse of uh, westerly winds um, which can bring on the monsoon. Um, so when it's around the uh, the maritime continent, which is um, fa- when it's in phase four and five, uh, that's when it's uh, quite oh, it leads to a, an increased chance of uh, um, above average rainfall um, across northern Australia, and also um, can yeah bring on the monsoon and um, is a favourable time for um, tropical cyclone development as well.
1: So MJO warp speed five is high likelihood of significant rainfall
5: good sign for um potential sort of monsoonal conditions
1: the monsoon trough we're waiting on that where's that
5: so the, the monsoon trough's currently off the northwest shelf of wa so there's a couple of tropical lows out there at the moment um and uh yeah to the north of that we're seeing sort of a good surge in um sort of the westerly winds uh going through uh indonesia at the moment so uh, next week, uh, there is a trough that's moving up through the territory that's uh, sort of positioned itself over the top end. Um, and as a result of that, it could sort of draw in some of that um, westerly flow through Indonesia and it could sort of yeah, form into the monsoon trough, um, so to speak. So um, that's uh, yeah where it is at the moment. Um, but uh, yeah, we could see it sort of stretch a bit further to the east around the top end waters sort of next week. Within a week. Within, yeah, sort of later, into the later stages of next week, it's um, looking sort of more promising.
1: Do you ever in your job get approached in the street and give someone, or, or at a bar or at a mate's barbecue, and you give a favourable forecast and they just grab you by either cheek and, and just kiss you?
5: <laughs> yeah, we, I get that all the time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> because on behalf of the Church of Tars and the Tinny, can I just give you a big metaphorical kiss because everything you've said is perfect chris and exactly what we wanted to
5: hear So i felt that um that was beautiful thank you very much
3: Tails from the tinny get a mullet
1: (laughs) chris kent the judy forecaster with some look scintillatingly good news i think is how you would describe that i i'm not sure though i wasn't that wasn't too presumptuous of me was it to give him a kiss him on behalf of the church No, no, no. It wasn't just you kissing
2: him. It was the whole church throwing their arms around him. He
1: seemed to be okay with it,
2: Embracing. He he
1: sounded fine I mean, I took a big risk there, and you never know until you plant it, based on the body language, how they're going to
2: take it. It was fine, yeah. No, I think he actually enjoyed it.
1: Well, I think he bloody well deserved it. Warren DeWitt, I'm sure, will agree. Warren DeWitt, MJO, Phase 5, on its way, stop your, I mean, from the duty forecaster himself, <laughs> stop making it up. This is real. This is what's <laughs> going to happen.
6: Well, I reckon somebody's kissed Catherine on the ass because we <laughs> aren't getting any rain down here, mate.
1: Yeah, look, he did say, um, as you probably heard, we can look forward to pretty widespread rain, hopefully by the end of next week with MJO and maybe Trough moving over. So we certainly need it.
6: Yes, we certainly need it. It's been very dry. Um, but there's been good rain around in some places, but it's very patchy. That's the biggest drama. And, like, the Cassin River hasn't moved yet from its dry season level. So that gives you a bit of an indication of um, how much more rain we're going to need to get the, the rivers flowing in that as well. Because certainly the daily uh, is not up at the moment either, and it's... Um, down to its normal dry season level. So people going down there need to be mindful of some of the uh, sandbars and and logs that are still
2: sticking just under the water level during the the low waters that we've got at the moment. Yeah, because we're actually, we're we're average at the moment, according to the current stats. So in terms of December rainfall, we're pretty much average. Just say this does hang around for 10 days (laughs) or more. (laughs) Can you see, he can smell it a question about a prediction coming on, but we're in the business of predicting, aren't we? We've just spoken well, we to the bottom.
1: I tried to put that to an end by talking to the guy with the actual degree in weather.
2: Yeah, yeah, but he doesn't have a degree in the Vic, and Warren does. No. He's, he's, right, he's, but... he's, a, he's not an Ayatollah. He's a weatherman.
1: What are we asking of with Warren? With respect. What are we asking of Warren? Uh, just what do you
2: reckon?
6: <laughs> <laughs> well, what I reckon is it better start hurry up and raining. That's what I reckon. But uh, the fishing hasn't been too bad, to be honest with you. Um, because we haven't had that rain dirty up the rivers, people are still been able to go out and fish in build-up kind of weather, which it is. It's basically just still fishing build-up. Um, So there's still been some reasonably good fish getting caught down the Vic. The Vic did have a pulse of dirty water go down um, and it it sort of made it all the way down to Timber Creek and dirtied it up a little bit. But this week's tides, which are really starting to neap up as of Wednesday, and this weekend would be an ideal time to go out and fish the Vic because you're right at the back end of the neap. So the water's been cleared up. It's dropped down really low. Um, If it's ever going to be a good opportunity to go out there, Probably the only thing that might make it a bit hard is there could be some storms coming over that way on the West Coast side from that lows that are going over the Western Australia side and coming into the bottom half of the Northern Territory. So you might get a few wet showers coming through during the day.
1: Um, Roper, I think, as you, you mentioned, getting dirtied up with all that ongoing wind and as a result, not, not fishing like you'd hope.
6: No, not not out the mouth, the mouth was pretty slow this year and it didn't fish that well but upstream in the freshwater section of the Roper, people that have got access to that part of it have been catching really good fish and they're saying it's it's quite good because the um, river itself hasn't, as similar to the Catherine River, hasn't started to get any flow in it as yet so... If you can get up into those billabongs or into the top headwaters of the river systems and even the top section of the Daly, um, I know that Dorisvale Crossing is running nice and clear at the moment as well. So if you want to go for a bit of a land-based fish or put a little dinghy in, there's nothing wrong with going out to Dorisvale Crossing or even upstream from the old um, Daly River Crossing and fishing upstream from there and just seeing what's going on because... There are still a lot of those million dollar fish in the daily as well. And if I had to have a bet, there's
2: going to be four or five come out of that daily before mm. the end of this wet season. Mm. And, and talking of the daily, Warren, if you could dial that MJO up any way you want, what would you order in terms of rainfall Did you between know now and January?
1: On the MJO oh. dial? Yes. Warp Factor Phase Five, mm. I think, is the peak.
2: That's the top. Is it? Well,
1: that's the impression Chris Kent gave me. So, so how long the, would you the, leave the it? We're at... in four. We, he thinks it might dial up to five. I'll, I'll have yeah. a look at this. Well, well, if you yeah, if,
2: main... if you were the general of the MJO, say you were the one that had the control over it, and it was on five, how long would you leave it there for? What do you want for Christmas, Warren? That's what I'm asking. <laughs> I reckon Tim blew his thermometer when he blew a kiss, and it went to five because he,
6: <laughs> he he blushed him. I am not sure about where we're going with this MGO thing, but if we if anything, we need rain up in the top section of the Catherine River, obviously, and yeah. and the flora, yeah, and and those and the Ferguson and the Edith that feed into the daily. yeah, and that, and that's not. We don't want the rain so much. We do we do want rain down on the floodplains as well, but we really need the rain coming from the catchments pushing down the river. Clearing out all the silt and build-up of sand and sediment over the last dry season and the last wet season when we didn't have a good run. But certainly they, that area, needs to have a really good flush. We want the river here in Catherine sitting on between 15 and 16 for a month. And that that will certainly fix some of our problems. So if um, Tim can kiss the MGO bloke again. (laughs) Look,
1: I've I've, I've got it now. Although, to my mind, MJO Phase 5 is like a dial and it's cranked to max... That, not surprisingly, is completely wrong. So
0: <laughs> Right. <laughs> so, so you've done some fact checking here, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> what do you know? Phase
1: five actually indicates where the MJO is moving around the equator and across the globe. Yep. The fact that it's coming to phase five must therefore indicate that it's likely to move over us or have a pulse. Yes. Yeah, so we're
2: going to have the impact of because, the MJO. So, so phase five it's, it's is not strength. It's, it's, it's more like, like a it, sector. It it's should be called sector, sector five. <laughs>
1: it's sector five. Maybe he said sector five. I heard warp speed five.
6: <laughs> see That's all that's all I heard. <laughs> see, see you see, see, Warren. <laughs> see you boys.
0: You're
1: listening to Tales from the Tinny. Get them mother, up and yeah. up, <laughs> Andy, we, we okay to get a little bit Christmassy?
2: Oh, it'd be wrong not to. I mean, it's, it's December, there's a, uh, there's a Christmas spirit around. I've just driven to the studio here at home listening to Eric Cartman's version of Old Holy Night, which is an annual tradition at this time of the year for us. What's that like? Oh, it's a beautiful song. Is it safe for children? That track is, but don't touch anything else on the album. Abby, do not go to
1: track seven. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers away from the forward and back button.
2: Just stick with old Holy Night. <laughs>
1: I'm, well, here's an ownership I need to admit to. Yep. Uh, before you find out, you if you're here at Christmas, which I hope you will be, you yes. know, in or around Christmas for a frothy and waffle. I hope I'll be here at Christmas too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you'll hear in my household a lot of Boney M. Oh, okay. There, that's owned. Good. I love it. Fits the mood. Boney M, not very Christmassy, but... One big confessional, this show. Yeah, it sure is. I just wasn't sure because of the elf thing, you know. So you yes, hate the elf, so can no, we no. get christmas yeah, or not? No, right.
2: Of course, of course. And what did you say anyway about beer being away? We can do whatever we want. We can do away. Beer's had a baby. So. We,
1: got, we got no rudder.
2: So let's do what you want to do. Let's dip into the bat catalogue. Catalog. you want to be.
1: In here comes the bat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Hey fishers, Christmas shopping sucks, doesn't it? You'd rather be told to snap a snapper lids than hang around shopping centres at this time of year? And let's face it, it's time you should be spending on your bum, in a boat, with a coldie in one hand and a loaded rod the other. So, tales from the Timmy Enterprises has sold their retail relief division onto the job to make gift acquisition anxiety a thing of the past, with the tales from the Timmy Christmas catalogue. packed with great gift ideas for the whole family. A gift bouncer from the task from the Denny Servicing Service is sure to put a smile on Grand's dial. For those that appreciate the finer things in life, there's the Piscatorial Pilsner. Brewed up in a dusty corner of our Winnelli Chemical Storage shed to a staggering 67.8% alcohol. One six pack of the Piscator is equivalent to three and a half slabs of normal heavy the TFT nude calendar will reinstate the twinkle in Auntie Mabel's eye, you'll marvel in June just how Tim manages to hold up that 15 kilo mackerel with his arms folded cockily behind his head. And you'll never look at the Peratt veggie truck in quite the same way again, after you see my fruity August spread. You might like to drop a few sledgehammer hints for yourself, pointing to the tails from the tinny Titanic tackle box. Housed in its own 6x4 box trailer, the Titanic has 227 of every size of every piece of tackle you might ever conceivably require, and at least half a dozen of everything you don't. Even if you can't be bothered to look through the catalogue, no worries. Just fill out the attached multiple choice quick order form, detailing the name, age and sex of your gift recipient, nominate your maximum spend, and we'll select, gift wrap and deliver an appropriate piece of demographically specific Christmas crap to the whole crew. The Tales from the Tinny Christmas catalogue. It's just bursting at the scene with a multitude of must have merriment merchandise. Hello! Tag. I <laughs> link. Like! Post! Follow! D- shoot it! Subscribe. Share it. Upload! Shout it! Give us a hoy!
2: Mitch, Mitcho's given us a hoy. A bit of a follow up, Tim, from the Coro last week. You might remember the no pants, uh, no sounder, no net. I recall. Mm, he scored a 40 centimetre harbour trout. That's nice. Yeah, on a soft plastic. That's very nice. Launched a palmy, he said. Didn't go past East Arm Wharf, but he's pretty sure that he dropped another one straight after it. So another trout, who knows? Still, of course, the important part still no sounder, no net, or. No pants.
1: Oh, yes. He did send the photo, actually. I did see it. Yep. He's got a beer top on, one of the beer brands. Yes. No pants. Well, underwear, um, but no actual actual pants, because we, we all know they're unnecessary, particularly at this time of the year. Could he be onto something? Could this be a winning strategy? Just take your pants off. Of course it is. Uh, Pete from Humpty Doo, a.k.a. <laughs> I'm
0: the man! I'm the Marrow <laughs>
1: And a.k.a. the serial Coro. You know him, Andy. Uh, he, well. he Yeah, he files in once or twice a week. At this time, it's only in text. And for the purposes of this correspondence, he actually called himself the Barra Man. The, the tinny is non-judgmental, not like at the pub with mates or sitting around in the boat together. If you were with me in the boat or the pub and you self-declared yourself the Barra Man... Yeah, that's... that's that would not be okay.
2: No, you might as well... Call yourself the fig jam. Yes, it's the same thing. You'd it's never live in the live same it bucket. You'd ha- never, never hear the end of it.
1: However, if you declared yourself the barrowman here in, in the church, whole different story. Whole different story. We encourage you to give yourself a heroic nickname. That's the point, like drill bit, or Mangrove Moody or Mud Crab Sally, or Ass crackface. Oh, yes. or the barrowman. Anyway, so the barrowman says, taylor the super nipper, our good mate Chisel and I planned a trip to hit a few offshore spots. And the Little Finnis launched off Dundee. This was last Saturday. As luck could have it, the rain kicked in about 10 minutes after they woke. So they drank coffee and pondered their options. Chisel the skipper um, was taking his boat. It's pretty decked out and, and pretty sweet. Freshly sprayed like that kind of boat, um, Pete, says that you'd fear for your life if you ever so lightly touched the gunnels with a bottom sinker. Yes. No doubt running constant wipe downs in that boat too. Yep. yep. Constant wipe down from the pillies. So we decided to set off uh, heading for the artificial reef in search of a few deweys to start the trip. Now, as we were heading there, there was a big-ass storm on the horizon and the rain, which, after a very recent crazy shady dewy reef trip with a huge storm front smashing us, which included insane winds, crazy rain, big, big seas, lightning what felt like stone's throw from the boat, Super Nipper and I wearing life jackets and singing the gambler to calm ourselves down, <laughs> ordeal kind of trip... Mm. I was thinking, ah, crap, here we go again. Uh, And can I just digress for a moment to take us to that trip that he's remembering aboard? Take us there, Uh, Tim. Aboard. Take us there. Stand by. See, this is how windy it is. it's, It's getting windier. Table. There'll be time enough to count when the deal is done. Should have folded them. Should have folded them. We all ran. Anyway, on this trip we pushed on, we hit the reefs. I claim I caught the only good reef fish on the boat because I poured beers on the baits. We moved on and started trolling just inside the little finnest mouth and up as far as we could. Now, this is when it got interesting. It was slow fishing, like we've been hearing a bit. So I tried rolling smokes to make them bite. Tried eating sandwiches, but nothing. Until we cranked up the tunes, forgot we were fishing, and just enjoyed beers, vodka and whiskey. Then, boom, double hookup. Chisel and Super Nip's Taylor were on. But man, we had some hurdles to jump. Lines were crossed, bimini dramas, slack lines on the fish. And to put more pressure on, Chisel was yelling, It's big! It's a big one! It's solid! It's solid! So first up was Super Nips's nice one, which came in at just under 70. And she was stoked. And you can tell, Andy, by the pace and lack of punctuation in this next section that things got even more crazy now. You ready? Okay. zero punctuation here, which is a level of intensity going on. But yep, of course, both fish were pretty damn close to getting up to the boat at the same time. Ha ha, so no mucking around. I sure as hell know me way around netting fish. Chisel was unsure of me crazy idea, but there was no time to take Tay-Tay's fish out of the net with three sets of trebles finding every net loop to wrap around. So I did what any solid barra-hunting, humpty-doo local legend would do. I scooped the solid 90 on the dot, chrome barra with the Tay-70 still in the net. We were real
2: that's a long sentence. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's huge. Try reading it. (laughs) He was excited when he wrote it. Oh, big time tunes, went even louder, drinks all round, and to top it off, we fanged home with glass off and a huge beep off storm riding in behind us. It was an epic day and a bloody wicked catch up with good friends. We also got three nice barra in the freshwater finis uh, at the weekend before also. Making this um, break a bloody awesome way to enjoy this wicked part of the country. I thought that was worth sharing in full. Uh, again, from Pete, a.k.a. <laughs>
0: I'm the <Barra> Man. <laughs> he
1: is the Barra Man.
0: Shoot it. Share it. Shout, Shout it. Give us a voice.
1: Mullet <laughs> moments.
7: Regurgitated.
1: <laughs> antibiotic resistance, you'll often discuss, you know, over a frothy and a waffle. is one of your great medical and scientific concerns. You've got to lick the kitchen yeah. floor. guess what helps the fight against antibiotic resistance? Licking the kitchen floor. Beards. Beards! A study to test the theory that most beards contain traces of faeces. From licking the toilet floor. The
0: beards were quite capable of killing the bacteria strains themselves. A battle between good and evil on your own face. The cure is closer to home, scientists. In many cases, it's under your bloody nose.
1: Running an ear infection? Snip off a bit of beard. Jam it in the ear off. A little cup of beard tea. A little bit of beard. Boiling water. A nip of scotch. Mm-hmm. And a
0: touch of honey. Tickety-boo, you bee. Do you Never wait wait a second. Do you
4: then eat the bit of beard in the tea or you just leave it? Uh, no, you no, just no, you get your little silver so you thing strain, with the you jaws. You strain
1: the beard. I'm surprised that more of these men and women who make it to 100 or 110, aren't saying, you know how I did it? A little bit of beard every day in me cup of tea.
4: Tales from the tinny.
5: Tales from a tinny. Get a mullet up ya.
1: (laughs) So Andy, the tinny, frothy and the waffle uh, last weekend... At the Bowls Club, a lovely afternoon, a lovely evening, everything we everything we expected. Very pleasant, very pleasant. And the kids having
2: a crack at the lawn bowls just sort of topped it off.
1: Well, you were really pimping out the stickers too, I noticed, Andy. Um, were there good <laughs> yarns being spun or were you just running full kind of... Uh,
2: I was running full... Was it, was it a popularity vote? It was Christmas spirit. <laughs> I did explain with every sticker I handed out that we've never done this before and we'll probably never do it again and I will probably get in trouble oh, for it. Yeah,
1: well you are, here you are, being in trouble. That was a bit rash. I
2: anyway, they were very appreciative. All the recipients of the stickers were very, <laughs> so, only about three people asked, can I have one more?
1: A coalition of fishing charter guides, of church members, all in the one place. And you're going to expect, as we as we promised there would be, high quality waffle. Yeah, we,
2: lots of fishing out. There was lots of frothy. That that's a given. I mean, it's a frothy venue, isn't it? The frothy is there on tap, mm. but the waffle is what you really go for because mm. you can do the frothy yourself at home, can't you?
1: But you can't join in a social but waffle. You
2: can't join in.
1: And and I I often at such events don't even care if the, the waffle is true. You know, if you if you come up to me and tell me an eighty-seven launch straight into your esky necked and gutted itself on the corner of the filleting board on the way in as it landed in the SQ. I'm going to believe you. Yeah. That's fine. I don't care if it's true. But did you hear the rumour? Did you hear the one of the 150? Someone said that. I I thought it it was 160. Maybe it was. Whatever it was. I heard 160. It was ridiculously
2: huge. Barra, this is.
1: And the interesting thing was that that rumour came up about six to eight beers in, I thought, Mm. right at the time when yarns start getting exaggerated. I heard 160. Dean Jackson... Jackson Sports Fishing was there. Did you hear this
3: rumour? I didn't hear much at all. You didn't hear of a 160? Well, I heard of a big fish. That but was as far as it, it went? Yeah, that's as far as it went.
1: Maybe someone just ran into the event and said, Hey,
3: hear about a 160? Hey, about a 160?
1: And then burnt off. It's a good
2: It's a good line to drop at a uh, tinny, yeah, frothy uh, waffle. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's the hand grenade you want. <laughs>
1: all right. Well, if anyone knows any more, you know how to contact us. Fishing at abc.net.au. 160.
3: I don't believe it. What, what's the biggest you've ever heard of, Dino? It's 130, isn't it? The oh, no, nah, there's been some quality 140s caught out of the Roper, and they Anything's going to come out that's going to be that big. It'd probably be down that way. So one sixty sounds like absolute made up waffle. Um,
1: someone getting in the Christmas spirit after eight beers. Yeah, but we still don't know that, do we? we I don't. I don't <laughs> think. I, I don't
2: think we've satisfied ourselves. We have not done a sufficient. <laughs> certainly <laughs> for me, it's not a sufficient level
1: of inquiry. Tim. Fishing at abc.net.au is the email address. If you know any more, or send us a message at abc tales and the tinny on Facebook um
3: jacko you've been fishing pretty hard recently um bino i went to madford and actually always do fairly well over there but we uh seem to struggle there wasn't a lot of bait there for a change um and the fish weren't down deep off the edges of the flats that they can be sometimes when it, it starts to warm up as much as it has um but saying that the old man Stuck around Indian Island and stitched me up, the bugger. Did he? Yeah, he got about five salmon and a half a dozen barrels, so yeah.
1: He'd rub that into his son, the fishing guide, wouldn't he? He'd rub oh, yeah, that in yeah. hard.
3: And, and his brothers joined in for the bit of a bit of a lesson oh, on, you know, when are you going to start learning?
1: Oh, you must have copped a pasting.
3: Oh, that's all right. I had a frothy. They didn't catch a 160, did they? No, no. Maybe <laughs> 160 in total, salmon. <laughs> hey, what what sort of quality were the barrow they were pulling? Uh, in the 70s and 60s. So, yeah, nice quality hot fish. And uh, feeding on a lot of jelly prawns and um, a lot of debris coming out from all that rain that was earlier on the Monday and, sh- and Sunday.
2: And, and the salmon, what was the go there? How'd they
3: catch those? Uh, you got them on a little Rapala flat rat, uh, just uh, in shallow water, rolling on jelly prawns, yeah.
1: Uh, Dundee, you have been fishing as well?
3: Yeah, did a little bit off Dundee. Had a struggle on the first day, um, but we got some nice trout and goldies on the, on the second day that we fished out of there, yeah, just towards Roach, just yep. on some broken ground out that way. We had a look at the little finness. It was filthy. Um, and then went over to Point Jenny to the rocks, and it looked absolutely amazing. little bit of bait, but uh. not a scary. We fell up to garfish. That was as exciting as it got over there. Oh, gee. What's <laughs> what,
2: what's your biggest? What's your biggest? 120 on the knocker. Is it really? Yeah. What's your biggest, Dino?
3: 138. Holy one three eight.
1: Wow. Wow, this is degenerating into a real should we have should we have a fight about it? <laughs> I mean the obvious question is what's your biggest end? One one one. I thought you were making twenty twenty the year of the metery, actually, and we've got um, It's been an extraordinary year, Tim. Unpre- <laughs> we've got twenty days to go. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's been unprecedented. <laughs> in the 20, lack of twenty twenty, just generally in life.
1: I blame COVID, mate, everyone else does. <laughs> That's what I'm doing implicitly. <laughs> yeah. The- <laughs> hey, this is Waddy. He was there at- this is Waddy. He was there on the weekend. Captain Glenn Watt, good afternoon. Timmy, how are you? I'm terrific, mate. You called it a fortuitous time because Dino's here and, and Andy. G'day, buddy. G'day, boys. Uh, we've been discussing the frothy and the waffle on the weekend, and I had heard the rumour that there was a 150 caught somewhere by someone. Andy reckons he heard 160, Dino was, was too busy on other matters to pay any attention other other than that. What did you hear? That was a bloody big fish caught. Mate, I heard 1.7, 170. 1.7? One
4: seven? Oh. Yeah. A- actual? Yeah, 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 definitely. Heard it uh, from a couple of people away under another umbrella surrounded by empty glasses.
1: Started about six to eight beers in, the perfect time for someone to start massively exaggerating.
4: Either that or they're letting out their secrets, mate, you know.
1: That's how I look at it. Any details of where or by who? Like, nothing?
4: No, I tuned out. I was was too busy interested in um, Dino's stories of the um, vintage picture magazines he was trying to offload.
3: <laughs> Cheapest bag.
4: Well, I didn't really worry about the price, mate.
1: <laughs> one seven. Well, that sounds like absolute crap to me.
4: You know, if, if it comes from a frothy and a waffle, it's as good as verified.
1: Yeah, isn't that'll it? do. Well, that's he makes a good point, Andy. Do we just stamp it as good, good enough? Innocent until proven guilty. Otherwise,
2: yeah. yeah. Between one fifty and one seventy. What's your biggest, Waddy? What's your biggest barra?
1: Uh,
4: one seventeen for me. I netted. I actually netted Jacko's one twenty one for him. About this time two years ago, which I was very proud to do.
1: Yeah, it wouldn't have been nice if you'd missed it. <laughs> no, he no, wouldn't yeah, have remembered, mate, at the time. Meeting, <laughs> 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 Thanks, Waddy. You caught in a perfect time. We'll catch up with you later, and good to see you again, Dino. Cheers,
4: mate.
0: Uh, radio. You too, boys. See you later. The Tales from the Tinny Christmas catalogue It's just bursting at the seams With a multitude of must-have merriment Merchandise The kiddies will love the TFT MS3 Mullet Station 3 game console pre with Dong the Mackerel Hall the Gimp And Kill the Pig Then if they do get a bit ratty You can deploy the high-voltage wind To keep them in line While you get on with getting on it Bye, 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 fishos And Merry Christmas from Tales from the Tinny Enterprises Oh, yes! <laughs> yes, I have waited my whole life for this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 yeah! <laughs> I love you. <laughs>
7: Tales from the
0: Tinny. <laughs> oh. All right, oh. oh. Red, fast and free Presenting the Tales from the Tinny Fish Measuring Sticker Some say it's been scented With a barramundi pheromone Some say it's scientifically proven In the effective removal of leg hair Some say that these stats might be Slightly exaggerated Much like your fishing yards Without a Tales from the Tinny Fish Measuring Sticker Email fishing at abc.net.au Or message the tinny on Facebook to get
1: yours follow up on the other week when i was away andy which one of you and beard thought it was a good idea to put on an american accent beard dude accents are never a good idea unless you're absolutely brilliant at them
2: he was okay he was all right his, in his defense
1: well not according to dean
2: <laughs> oh, oh that's the actual bloke who actually
1: it? happens to be the vice president of mac trucks in north america all right. I mean, for a mob like the Tinny to manage our logistics <laughs> and the amount of stickers we've got to move, Neville can't do it yes, all. Yes. We need a man like this on, on logistics. We do. This is a guy not to piss off.
2: So Beard's just poorly him, imitated him a off. truckie. Is that what yeah, you're saying?
1: Yeah. He's basically insulted the boss of American truckies. <laughs> okay. High risk, man. What did he say? Uh, firstly, thanks to the shout out to my family, they got as much of a kick out of it as I did, says Dean, so that was all okay. But secondly, while that was a crap American accent, I'm also afraid I'm a full blown Aussie and a New South Welshman to boot. Oh. <laughs> so he's not American? <laughs> no, and it was a crap accent. Just don't do accents. I ah, hope the wet hits soon and flushes the river systems out. And yes, the sticker would look good on a Mack truck, however, it'd be lost on the septic tanks. I e the Yanks uh, stay safe and well. Actually, it wasn't as bad as I was, as I thought and as I remembered. It's kind of okay, but just a warning. Mm. Mm. Leave the accents. Don't do accents and don't don't piss off truckies. Just don't do it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Lesson uh,
2: noted accordingly and taken. Tim, g'day to Brad, guys. An avid listener of your show, and I spend many a work hour getting through the day listening to both old and new podcasts. Mm. And as a result, I've now booked a trip to Shady Camp for Terrific. my wife's sixtieth birthday next year. Fantastic, I and mean, That's gonna be the gonna be the place to be, and what a way to celebrate your sixtieth. How do I go about obtaining a Tales from the Tinny Fish Measuring Sticker, as noted on your latest podcast? Well there are two ways. One is you could have come last week to the frothy waffle mm. where we handed a couple out for free, which I'm still getting sort of we, re- reprimanded for. We, well, and we he handed we, them we, out
1: hand over fist. We the tinny. Gave he made them he made them worthless is what he did. <laughs> by just Flinging them out You know, there were children in prams There were young punks Trying to break into the establishment at the time You know, throwing rocks at windows He went out and gave them a sticker (laughs) Neville just
2: flew over And just dropped a bunch of stickers Just like (laughs) confetti at a wedding
1: (laughs) Dumped stickers It was raining stickers
2: Anyway, that's how you do it, Brad You've just done it So it's in the
1: mail You tick them off the list of... A couple of hundred times. Magic meter coral trout. No, lack of intelligence, I think. Tales from the tinny. Get a mullet up, yeah. Look, I know we, we kind of thought we'd clarified this last week, Andy. In fact, we thought we'd clarified it the week before as well. But if, if there's anything we love on the tinny, it's, it's a hero, correct? Absolutely
2: correct. Like we admire ownership and that comes from leaders. And they're the leaders that we admire so much.
1: We, we, we admire leaders we admire those who own it. That's the synopsis?
2: We admire those that put themselves out the front and, and be different. Follow the road less travelled.
1: Well, or create the road. Or, or get the bitumen plough the road. Get the, make
2: the road. Yeah, knock the trees down
1: and make, make the, the road. road. Clear fell the entire planet and make it into bitumen. Those are the peoples we... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is why, uh, now that we've actually tracked them down, I thought it was worth getting the real story from this cricket team who, remember, got on the source at Dundee they drove back to town to win the grand final just quickly. Just yes. popped in to win the grand final before driving back to Dundee again.
2: Yeah, it was, so a, it was a story of leadership in sport and fishing. It, it was. All in both, one hit. Com-
1: both combined. Mm. Uh, they're called Clan Mcrazy uh, because they are. Jim, the general, has been a team member since 93, Andy. That's 27 years of indoor cricket general. How are you?
7: Oh, good, thanks, guys.
1: Oh, how are you, sir? We should do it.
7: Don't we need to defer to general? We, we should say, no, sir. No, 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 that's fine.
1: <laughs> 27 years of indoor cricket, Jim.
7: Feels like a long time when you say it like that. That's because it is. Started in uh, 93 over at Casuarina. We moved over to Bishop Street. Basically, every Wednesday night since then, whenever there's been a game on, we've showed up and had a crack. How many
1: games have you missed in twenty-seven years, General?
7: We worked it out. Uh, me and another guy probably played over a thousand. Um, <laughs> yeah, probably over that time missed maybe eighty or hundred, something like that. We do um, sometimes think we're a drinking team that plays cricket yeah. instead of the other way around. Yeah. But um, oh, it's mostly the people. Yeah, I've met pretty well everyone I've met playing cricket has been a good person, and yeah, still in touch with most of them. And yeah, it's more the social thing. And as I say, now we we have a bit of a routine. We go on our trip every year and there um, yeah, we have tipping comp that runs every year and a big booze up on grand final day. Just good social occasions every time.
1: So how did it happen that you ended up being at Dundee on the source, whipping back to town to nail the grand final then back to fish again?
7: We sort of just lurked into the final four, the top four. Uh, we sort of hadn't been playing that well. Uh, we'd booked the trip months before, sort of when Corona was all happening and everything was up in the air. And then suddenly it turned out, oh, grand final day is the day we're going out to Dundee. So we just thought, oh, well, we haven't been playing that well. We probably won't make the granny anyway. Yeah, so, well, we won the first semi and we thought, oh, well, we might not win the second one. And then we won the second one. We're in the grand final and there was a bit of talk about maybe forfeiting. <laughs> but yeah, we, we couldn't bring ourselves to do that So we had to be out there to get the keys to the house We thought, oh, maybe we'll just send a couple of boys out And the rest of them will stay in And we thought, nah, one in, all in Got on the source through the day um, Headed back with young Nick Who was the hero of the weekend He was the designated driver uh, Drove back in Played the granny and won it. Nick was best on ground. Then he drove us back out there, and then yeah.
1: Wow, Nick sounds like Nick is best on ground in life.
7: He's doing pretty well, the young bloke. Yeah, <laughs> he's also dragging down our average age to about under 45, which is <laughs> handy. <laughs>
2: And, and one in, all in, that, that is why you're the general, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's you, right. You're going to all, rally, go, all rally go down the, together, rally the troops, rally the troops <laughs> send a forward advance party and then all in, we're all in this together. Um, how is the fishing then at the, at the end of all of this? Well, it
1: sounds actually, with due respect to the general, you know military procedure better than me, but, yes. but I, I want to find a polite way to tell the general we want to talk to one of his privates. Not, not one of his testicles. I don't want to, talk, want to, to talk to the generals' privates. Well, what's a general? <laughs> what's the? Is it the private? That's <laughs> no, uh, I want to talk to. Look, Nick, one is of sp- his
2: subordinates. It doesn't have to be a private. You got a, you got a lieutenant somewhere.
1: Can we talk to Nick, the
2: lieutenant?
7: Uh, uh, well, he's he's probably the youngest in the team, so he would be the lowest ranked out of everyone at this stage. <laughs> oh, Cor- but, Corporal um, Nick. Yeah, we'll speak to Corporal Nick. Yeah, okay. he'll, he'll, be getting, he'll be getting a medal for his efforts on, on the weekend, that's all.
1: Congratulations, uh, General, on uh, on what sounds like a great fishing trip and a classic win in the 2020 grand final, mate. And uh, congratulations to Clan Mcrazy too, for 27 years running of indoor cricket in the top end. Good on you, fella.
7: No worries. Thanks, guys. Love the show. Thanks. Respect to you, General. Respect.
1: Tales
4: from the tinny.
1: Right, so, Andy, uh, we got him. Permission is granted by the General to talk to the Corporal Nick about the uh, fishing trip. Nick, come in. How are you? No,
4: how you going, buddy? Not too bad.
1: Mate, what's it like playing under the General? I mean, he must command some considerable respect uh, in the team, having been a member of it since 1993.
4: Oh, he definitely has a, a big presence. He's one of the big voices on the field. If he's got something to say, he'll say it and he'll tell you.
1: Mm, what's he, how does he pull up on the field now? I mean, he's, he's 27 well, look, years in. He can't be as fast as he used to be, Nick. He's definitely not as
4: fast as he used to be, but he cracks on and he takes those uh, young blokes on like he's uh, 20 years younger. But um, he catches balls, he bowls balls, he hits balls, so he still goes strong. Well,
2: I'll tell you what, he speaks very highly of you, uh, young son. You've got a very bright future ahead of you.
4: <laughs> In the
1: military. <laughs> if, if, if what
2: the general's saying is half true. Tell us about yeah, the fish.
4: We had two boats and um, the first one boat went out early and they sort of uh, didn't really catch anything or clean up. Our little boat, we, uh, our captain took us to a few nice spots and we uh, absolutely cleaned up. I think we got about five or six big dewies. Um We got a few blue tusks. Yep. Um, a couple of rock cods and, yeah, just and play, chase tuna all day. We we'll catch catching tuna like there was no tomorrow. So um, we started tuna in the morning and we finished tuna at the end of the afternoon.
1: Were you officially deemed best on boat for that cricket fishing trip? Uh, yes, I did catch uh, probably the most
4: fe- uh, species out of them all and probably the most fish out of them all as well.
1: And then is it true that you also got best on ground in the grand final?
4: I did get best on ground in the grand final. Uh, probably, you know, no help from the... Uh, the sober one out of the more but
1: given this track record nick when's
4: it time to launch the coup the coup will probably come <laughs> towards halfway through this year mate
1: okay you're overthrowing the general congratulations <laughs> mate thanks for joining the tinny awesome thank you very much
0: folks tales from the tinny get a mallet up yeah Make gift acquisition anxiety a thing of the past with the Tales from the Tinny Christmas Catalogue. The intellectuals of the family will appreciate the TFT Compendium of Verse, a collection of poignant and emotive sonnets, limericks and haiku penned by both Tim and myself during reflective moments of flight. The Tales from the Tinny Christmas Catalogue. Bye, 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 fishos. The only way people truly know how much you value them is by the value of your gift. Merry Christmas from Tales from the Tinny Enterprise.
1: A little Christmas update from Hirokai Nakamura, the land-based sensei. It's been too long, Andy. Mm. Um, He says thanks to the poo shooter, he's been able to catch a lot of barramundi. Uh, I've been documenting the number of barra I've caught myself since March 2010 um, with all the photos. These were all caught from land using lures, so it starts 85 in 2010. I won't read them all. Uh, peaked at 374 in 2012. Yes. He reckons in 2010 he didn't know much about Barry yet. In 2011, that's when he started. That was the, one of the big years using soft plastics, small soft plastics and 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 the the amount of fish improved um impre- significantly.
2: And that's an inter- well it has look at it, it goes from 85 in 2010 up to 272 Barry in 2011 three,
1: and then 374. Yeah. So it's a uh, meteoric rise. Yep. And then since 2012, 2013, it's all about being working out the tides in his particular spot. Yes. So the Larrakia outfall, the poo shooter, which pumps macerated sewage into Darwin Harbour, says, um, uh, says Hirakai, closed at the end of May 2012. Yes. And then he started video recording his catching um, in the last few years. He doesn't fish at night anymore, even though he catches more fish then. Yep, And less rainfall in the last couple of years has been um, a contributing factor. But essentially what he's saying is that in those first few years where he had massive success, it was thanks to poo. And then, thank, and then it shut down. Thanks to then, rubbers as well or soft plastic to, on to, top of poo. Yes. Thanks to soft plastic poo. Yes. His numbers were massive in the first few years, and he's never been able to replicate it. So for whatever it's worth, just use a soft plastic and, and, and follow the poo, and, and that's what you'll catch. But that's the take-home.
2: And Tim, I've got to, got to add to this as well from Hero's um, social media post this week. He had tonight's whiskey burger. Did you see this? He'd made his own whiskey burger made of 125 grams of beef, 5 no. mil of whiskey, whiskey 5 bur- mil of honey, salt and pepper for the patty and then he's put it all together with cheese, tomatoes, cabbage, onions, pickles and for the sauce he used kyupee mayonnaise which is a, i think it's a japanese mayonnaise it's
1: beautiful of course the of course the one about the relationship with quality barra fishing and poo jumped out to me and of course the one about a particular type of mayonnaise mm. and a burger and a Jump. burger the food yeah although a whiskey burger does sound amazing here
2: oh yeah he said they're they're really easy to make and he said it tasted like an urban hamburger burgers are easy to make they're so tasty they're so convenient for single people I I love following his cooking on Facebook it's fantastic Mm. whiskey in a burger you've got to be winning so that's the full cycle isn't it from poo to burger and And, and back to
1: poo again Mm. well that about wraps it up for Tales from the Tinny for this week thanks very much to the uh, cricket team to the general and was it the corporal Nick yep Uh, of course to Hirokai Nakamura Nakamura. ever contributing uh, worthy information for Territory fish and chefs on his uh, on his blog.
2: Thanks to Dino Jackson and Warren for the yarn.
1: Oh yeah, and, and to Waddy for calling in just at the right time to add, it, if you know anything about a metre 70, I mean that's the news of the week, mm. a metre 70 barramundi allegedly caught somewhere by someone at some time, if you know any more. Give us a word. Yeah, fishing at abc.net.au is the email address, address or ABC Tarson the Tinny on, on uh, Facebook to uh, to dean and to brad who've been contributing to the the ongoing everlasting sticker debate if you want a sticker you can get in contact by those other means uh, thanks to beard um beard and his wife for contributing to repopulating the planet with more beards mm. and thanks to you andy it's been it's you know i've had an okay time today have you had an okay time
2: I've had a good time Tim. I think we've we've punched through this. We've got one show to go for the year, no producer, but we are resilient. We shall continue.
1: And we shall get a multi puffer. Of <laughs> we shall <laughs> oh, oh, oh.